praise the Lord. Praise God. One more time, could we just lift up our voice to the Lord in appreciation and thanksgiving? can be seated. So great to be in the house of the Lord today and uh, on this beautiful day. <clears throat> wow, what a, what a beautiful day, what a beautiful weekend that, uh, that the Lord has given us. And, and uh, man went out today and scraped the ice off. Well, I didn't scrape the ice off. I just turned all the blasters on and it scraped the ice off <clears throat> after a few minutes. But uh, uh, man, it's just, just the Lord's just answering every request get a little frost. Now I don't have to pick any more okra and, uh, <clears throat> and no more, no more, uh, lawn mowing. Well, not as much, but, uh, everything's slowing down and, uh, wow. I love this type of year. I love this kind of year, this time of year. Let me put it that way. Praise the Lord. And it's great to see all of your smiling faces. I know that you're all in a happy mood today. <clears throat> just all ready for you, for me, to just give it to you really hard today. I know that you are. I know that you have waited patiently for that. Praise God. You know, it, it's, it's so nifty, the, the Word of God, and it's so nifty, the, uh, the way the Lord moves. And, and uh, you know, I, I get there's as is much of a story in, in what the Lord gives me many times is, is, uh, and how it comes. And it, sometimes I'm just, I'm just amazed. And, and, uh, and so I, many times I'll relate to you how and, and, uh, from, for what reason the Lord spoke or how a different way. Well, uh, in this lesson, this was a, a little bit different way. You know, I, I generally always have something on the back burner in, in my Bible. I've got, uh, I've got several messages that uh, I've put together that I've never preached and uh, just waiting for that day and waiting for that time. And so in, in this day, it was a, this week was, a, was kind of a different week. It just, it's, I, it just that I could not hear from God on a particular message. I could not hear from God on a particular way to, to go. And, and I, I just, as, in spite of everything, Pastor Jason, that, that I that I looked and I put together and I, I would write out this and I'd write this scriptures out and I'd begin to search and just wasn't it. And, I, and I'm thinking, Lord, what, what is it? What, you know, what, what do you want? And so I began to scan back in some of the old lessons. And, that I, and in fact, I've taught this lesson a couple of times. And when I opened it up and as I, as I tell you this right now, I feel the Holy Ghost. I felt an excitement and a surge of God's Spirit that this is what God wants. Uh, last week, Pastor Jason talked about the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God. In fact, on, on the paper that we have, uh, there's, there's uh, many of those scriptures are on the Word of God. And so I want, to, I want to again talk today about the wonderful Word of God. I think I, I've taught on this a couple maybe times uh, so far, uh, 
and so uh, I've talked about this subject many, many times, but, but it, there's just nothing like the Word of God. It's still the best-selling book of all time. Can you imagine that? The best-selling book of all time. Think about the best-sellers. Think about those that, those, those that uh, the classics and those that, <clears throat> that uh, they tout that one of the greatest reads that you'll ever find. Still yet, never ever has anybody approached anywhere near to this Word of God. Praise God. <clears throat> what makes it what it is? What really makes the Word of God what it is? You thought about that? What, what makes it so vital and so wonderful? Well, uh, hopefully we'll explain some of the things about the Word of God and uh, that make it so uh, unique. You think about what is the, is the purpose of the Word of God. See, God's Word brings light unto us. In fact, one of the, one of the, the scriptures that, that if you've been looking at on that first page is Psalm 119 and verse number 105. And I have memorized this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word. The word is a lamp. The word is a light. The word of God, God's word is, is so precious and so wonderful. God's word is so inspiring when you when you begin to think about anything and you look in the Word, God's Word in Genesis or the beginnings tells us of creation. So let's, let's look at that just for a moment. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I mean, you know, people down through the ages have wondered the, the origin of man, have wondered how we got here and, and looking and trying to see if somehow we evolved from some obscure plan or some, some <clears throat> amoeba that's rolling around in the ocean or somewhere and something crawled up upon the earth. Ah, Lord, you've got to have an imagination just to begin to begin to believe that. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And I'll stop right there. But darkness ruled. God spoke, and there was light. In verse uh, 4, God saw the light was good. <clears throat> you know, it would be impossible in, in the short space of, uh, of the time that I have to, to teach this lesson, to do the Word of God real justice. And besides that, much of God, much, much of God, I, I think I've likened this to, to uh, uh, an iceberg. They say that you only see a small part of the iceberg sticking out. Much of it is underwater. And that's the way the Word of God is. Much of that of, of God, we never know. The only part we know about God is what we find in this, in this Word of God. But it is so amazing. <clears throat> God gave us all and more than, than, more than what we need 
for a good life. It's in this word. It's found in this wonderful word of God. And his word tells us several times this message in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear. Now, it's a different fear than what we think of and in, in, in when, we, when we fear this or fear that. And, but this fear is, is an awe. It's reverence and even understanding. So knowing all of this, I want us to focus on the light that the Word of God brings. <clears throat> now, I've mentioned this before, and, and it's just simply that, that how uh, you, you wa I walk in this building, and many times I come at, at night, and I, uh, many times I come uh, Saturday night just to make sure everything's up and make sure everything's on program, that, that everything takes place. And, and a lot of times I'll walk into the dark sanctuary, and it is pitch dark in here. You know, <clears throat> even though I know about where everything is, if you want to climb up on this platform in the dark, it's a good way to stumble and fall. Just be honest with you. I know where the steps are. I know approximately where everything is. But in the dark, it's hard to find your way around. But the light of God, when the light of God shows and it illuminates everything around us, think about the light of God that illuminates you know, that's our world today. Our world today is uncertain. Our world today is, is complex, very complex. And, and because of sin and iniquity, uh, the love of many grow cold. But understand, the Word of God brings knowledge and understanding to us. And think of, of life without the illuminating power of Jesus Christ in our life. Think about the name of God that is revealed in the Word. John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. <clears throat> when you begin to look at this, and when you begin to understand that, that uh, this light that, that shined in the darkness, this light that was sent to mankind, this light that, that the Word of God in John says was the light of men, the light shined in the darkness. The darkness could not comprehend it. But there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness of the fact that Jesus Christ was soon coming. He was, and then I skipped down, he was in the world. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. Hallelujah. When we understand this word of God that illuminates, this word of God that gives us life, this word of God gives us hope, this word of God that tells us all about Jesus. It tells us, in, in particular, all about Him. When you begin to look at it and, and look at all of, all of the things that, that the Word says that He is, the, the Word says He's the door. The Word of God says He's the, the bright and morning star. The Word of God tells us that He is the Lion of the tribe of, of Judah. The Word of God tells us He's the healer. The Word of God tells us He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. 
and on and on and on. The Word of God tells us that, that He's the lily of the valley and, and the rose of Sharon. And, and I <clears throat> did a little research on that, and, and there's many people that say, oh, that can't be anything described about, about Jesus. It's, it's just all a, a, a song of, uh, it's about romance. and has. I, I'm here to tell you, it describes Him. Not just, uh, you know, I, I was think, I've always thought all my life that rose of Sharon, well, man, that's the, that's the, the uh, flower that used to be at the side of my grandmother's window. Rose of Sharon. Well, it's not exactly talking about that, I don't think. It's the rose in a place called Sharon, a valley. Or, and so <clears throat> you think about the rose. What's, when, when you think about the number one flower seller, what? Everybody goes and gets their wife a Y'all not hearing me? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody, are y'all not hearing me? Who's, who's got her rose in the field? Mr. Hughes. Y'all not hearing me, Jeff. <clears throat> Pastor, did you get a rose for your wife this week? No, but I'm thinking of it. <clears throat> I just, I just, that thought just hit me. No other name but Jesus. You know, I could go on about that wonderful name, Jesus. Beautiful name, precious name. Name above all names. And yet the psalmist wrote in Psalms 138 and verse number 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy all thy name. I've mentioned this before, and it's just mind-boggling when you look at that magnified simply to make greater, more valuable. When, when you think of, of making uh, it larger, I've magnified thy word above thy name. What could be possibly greater than the name of Jesus Christ? What could possibly more be more important <clears throat> Excuse me, than the name of Jesus Christ? Now, I know it would be impossible my, by man's way uh, of thinking, but who hath known the mind of God and who hath been his counselor? I've already said this, but let me emphasize it again. You can only touch the surface of the Word of God. It is a book so powerful, a name of Jesus that is so glorious. And I've mentioned in the past that, that many of you, in a time of great trouble, in a time of great trial, and in just a moment, and right before an accident, right before a problem, you call out, Jesus! And many of you have seen God step in and do a great miracle. Can anything be more important than the name of Jesus? That's what we're here for is because of Jesus Christ in our life that he died for us. He gave up his life that we might have life and that more abundantly. But yet the word of God says the word of God is magnified above the name but simply because you, you may not know the name. You may not have ever heard of the name. There's an old song that says, tell me his name again and sing me that sweet refrain of him who in love came down from above and died on the cross of shame. Why? What is that? It's depicting a story that is told of a missionary 
that goes into a country and, and they've never heard of the name of Jesus, but the missionary begins to preach and, and suddenly there is someone that comes and says, I want to hear that name again because when I heard that name, something began to bubble up within me. When I heard that name, there was an excitement. So tell me his name again. And, and the, he's magnified the word above all the name doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter where you are you can find that name in this book you can find anything you need in this book it's not just a book it's not just a set of documents it's not just an outline of history it's the living word of god no other book can compare with this book. No other book lives. Some books come alive when you read it with a story that touches you and moves you, but no other book <clears throat> lives like this book. It lives. It's alive. It is the living Word of God. Praise God. It's not just a, a dusty set of manuscripts. It's not just something that, that you can look there and, it, and it's dull and dry. Oh, yes, there's places that <clears throat> you have to have perseverance to get through. The these and the thous and the begets and so on and so forth. But when you begin to look in it, no other book lives. It's alive. That's why you can open the pages and it will speak to your life about things that are happening right now. All down through time that's happened. Ever since man were, was able to put the Word of God into writing, God can speak to your life because it's alive. It gives life to the reader. It gives life to the hearer. Directions on... <clears throat> Everything that you could ever want. Everything a human could possibly need or even want is found in this Word of God. Everything. Directions to salvation. What to do. How to live. Everything. It's a total how to do and what to do and, yeah, what not to do. <clears throat> And the, the neat thing about this wonderful Word of God is it is so transparent. I've mentioned that many, many times, but it, nothing's hidden. But with prayer and study, everything comes to light. How often has it been that, that you've looked at certain parts of the Scripture over and over and over and over? You've read it. And then one day you pick it up and you get that same Scripture and you read it, and you go, whoa, because something happens. It's alive. It fits every part of your life. It speaks to every problem, every difficulty in your life. <clears throat> so things come to light, even its heroes. Men like David, you can see their faults, but you can see as well their strengths and their faith. You know, 
many books that doesn't list everything. It only wants you to know what the writer wants you to know. In this book, Jesus is so transparent. God is so clear to us. All is open and transparent. <clears throat> you know, I mentioned just, just a few uh, services ago, Elijah the prophet, you know, calling fire down from heaven. And a little bit later, you see him hiding in a cave. God is so transparent, isn't he? Isn't that, isn't that the neatest thing you ever heard, that, that, uh, <clears throat> that, that God understands? God is not just putting something out and, and then somehow you're going to be faced up against something and you're not going to know how to get through it. You know that there are others that face things. There are others that have gone through difficulty. There are others that have fallen short. There are others that have had problems and trouble in, in their lives, but they've trusted in God, and God has delivered them. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is available for anything and everything. Help is available for anything and everything. It's just a prayer away. Now, just briefly, let me mention some light illumination from Psalms. Psalm 77 <clears throat> and 13. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God is our God. You know, sometimes we forget its importance. Sometimes in the, in the process of life and uh, everything, we, we forget the importance of this sanctuary. Yes, each one of us are the sanctuary of the of the, of the Lord, the Holy Ghost abides in us. <clears throat> but also, when the, when the writer was referring to sanctuary, it wasn't referring to in them because they didn't even realize that at that time. It was referring to a building, a place that they could go. Isn't it, isn't it neat that we could gather together in the sanctuary? Hallelujah. I would, I would say <clears throat> that there is more that has happened in this sanctuary than in each individual life. Man, that's making quite a statement, Pastor. What's the deal there? Well, the reason, Pastor Jason, is this. The Scripture says when there are two or three that gather together in His name, He'll be in the midst of them. That's just, that's just a, a starting point. There's more than two or three that gather here. And when people of faith gather, something happens. Something begins to, to, to take place. When we join together in faith, it increases our faith a thousandfold. <clears throat> and God is able to meet and move, and God is able to, to, to heal and answer prayer simply because of us binding together in the sanctuary. <clears throat> when we begin to sing songs and worship the Lord, we set a tone for God to, to move. He, he's drawn. He, he, will, he will be in the midst of us wherever we worship and wherever we praise Him. God dwells among the praises of His people and I just somehow think that it is very pleasing to God when we join together and we begin to praise and we begin to worship 
the living God. And there is something powerful that happens in the sanctuary. I would say that if I, if I would ask you in particular, I would say there are several people, most of the people that were here, that are here today, that at some point in time that, that you've made your way into the sanctuary. You've made your way through these back doors, and as you came through these back doors, perhaps you came with, with a need, and perhaps there was a problem there in your life, and you said, if I can just make it to the house of God, and you opened these doors, or maybe they were open, and you came into this place, and you felt the peace of God. You felt something that began to settle upon you. You begin to feel the presence and the power of God because there is power in the sanctuary. Oh, these are just, this is just drywall walls, and these are wood studs behind it, and a metal roof on top. It's just stuff, and it's just things, but this is dedicated to the house of God right here about where this pulpit is. A Bible was put in that concrete to signify that the Word of God will go forth in this building. Oh, hallelujah. My friend, when you walk into the sanctuary, it's not just walking into another place. It's not just a bar. It's not just a place, but it's a place of hope. It's a place of answers. It's a place of safety and help. Why? Because the Word of God declares it. The Word of God tells it. Hallelujah. There's hope in the house of God. There's answers in the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 In the house of God. It doesn't matter what you came in with, but you can leave with the power and the presence of Almighty God upon you because the Word says, I will be with you. I'll hear you. I'll answer you. I'll heal you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Could we just lift up our hands and worship to the Lord? Lord God, I magnify you, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Time after time, I didn't know what to do. Time after time, I faced difficult decisions. Time after time, uh, I come up against something that I've never searched out. I never knew the answer to. Time after time, I've come because there's a need in your family, in your life, and I've come to the house of God. And suddenly I felt the release of God's spirit, of God's presence in the house of God. God, your way is found in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. If I can just get to the sanctuary. Psalm 73, verse number 17 says, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. What it's talking about was, as Asaph said, My feet almost stumbled. I almost fell because... Here I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to serve the Lord. And there's people that could care less. 
There's people that's doing all sorts of things and they're getting by. Folks, nobody gets by. Understand that. Because judgment doesn't go forth quickly. Sometimes people think that it's not coming. But Asaf said, when I went into the sanctuary, then I understood this is the place. This is the place of hope. This is the place of understanding. Psalm 103, verse number 17, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. Never ends. His mercy still reaches. His mercy is still there. Why? Because this book is alive. This book, if you could, if you could hear it, you could hear the heartbeat of God beating out of this book. Hallelujah. A book so wonderful. A book so precious. The Word of God. <clears throat> the Word of God. The Word of God. You see, God's mercy is eternal. It never ends. It never quits. It never stops. God's mercy is ever reaching, ever loving. Another scripture that we've studied this week is Psalms 119 and verse number 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord God, your word is appointed. Your word is established. The New Living Translation reads, your word stands firm in heaven. The Amplified Bible reads, your word stands firm as the heavens. But the word gives us a glimpse of the value of prayer. In Psalms 141 and verse number 2, let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah. As David talked about, let my prayer be set forth as incense. Let the lifting all over this place, different times in the service, we lift up our hands to the Lord. I've never seen an evening sacrifice, but I guess it was some sort of something. <clears throat> I can almost relate to it because on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame, because that was the ultimate comparison. Just an evening sacrifice, day-by-day -day sacrifice, but Jesus Christ gave his life for our sins. He died so that we might have life, and not just life, but abundant life. The living word. Prayer that is so important. Prayer that is so valuable that if I can pray, anything can happen. If I can believe God and pray, I can set forth <clears throat> miracles. I can set forth answers for my life. In another lesson, I talked about the writers from different backgrounds, social standing, time periods, education. Think of that for just a moment. 
writers from every walk of life, from the wealthy to the poor, from those with problems, those with difficulties, from those that were highly educated and those that had no education at all. Just kind of like the, some of the disciples. They marveled because they were unlearned and ignorant men. But yet, in the presence of God, they began to speak things that was far out of their league. Yet placed together, these writers from different periods, times, backgrounds, all of this, it is the inspired word of God. Or think of it like this, the inspiring word of God. It's inspired by God, but it has the ability to inspire us, the reader. Approximately 2,500 prophecies are found in this Word of God. Almost 2,000 of them already have been fulfilled to the letter. No errors whatsoever. Wow. Can you think of the magnitude of that? Never a false prediction, ever. What other book could boast anything near that? You might hear things like, well, it's 70 or 80% accurate. Well, what's a, what if it was 99% accurate and the 1%? That's, that could kill you, Brother Sam. But the Word of God is totally 100%. Never, never been proven any, any false ever, 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 ever. Think about that. Never a false prediction. More than 300 distinct prophecies that are generally uh, accepted as messianic, and <clears throat> they spanned about a 1,000 years. Micah, almost 700 years before the birth of Jesus, lists the very town that he would be born in, Bethlehem. 700 years earlier, and I mentioned in another lesson at some point in time that, that those that, that knew Mary and Joseph, they could not have predicted where Jesus would be born at all. But yet, not only was it predicted accurately where it would be born, but it was also told how and when and in a stable. And Wow, you think about that. Zechariah. 500 years before it happened, told that Jesus would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. 400 years before crucifixion was even invented as a penalty by death, both David and Zechariah described the Messiah's death in words that perfectly fit the mode of execution. David in the Psalms talked about God stealing the waves and the sea. What? Who could believe that? Yet, here he was on the boat, and he said and he spoke, Peace, be still. And they were amazed at the calm that came. Is not this the Christ? Why? Just because he does miracles? Just because he, oh no, this is, this is the guy that calms the waters. This is the guy that's, that stills the sea. Jesus fulfilled that when he spoke, peace, be still. 
Isaiah spoke about the Messiah some 700 years prior, that blind eyes would be opened and deaf ears unstopped. What? Even down to the minute detail of riding on a colt of a donkey. Wow. Every detail, books on history and science, are proven to be inaccurate and even totally wrong after the test of time. And still the Bible, year after year after year, has never failed. It is the Word of God. The Dead Sea Scrolls have proven the accuracy of the Bible because many people have said, well, you know, that was just something that's, that was written up in, in uh, the last uh, four or five hundred years. Somebody put all this together. Man, it's a marvelous piece of work and a, and a pretty good bit of fiction and, and all of this stuff, and, and yet it's impossible. But they found the Dead Sea Scrolls dating back to before, <coughs> the, uh, 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 before the time of Christ. 150, 180 years, some of them. And those Dead Sea Scrolls, they found that, that they looked at them in, in the, in, uh, intact and varies only in ang language of the day. But the text is almost word for word. Archaeology has proved the Bible accurate time after time. Historians have said that there was no governor of Syria named Serenius as recorded in Luke chapter 2. Yet excavations have found that Cyrenius did exist and was governor of Syria, proving once again the accuracy of the Bible. Recently read, not, not real long ago, a few years ago, I read an article where a group had attacked the Bible as inaccurate because it mentioned Nebuzaradan, uh, one of the eunuchs in, uh, in Neb Nebuchadnezzar's uh, Babylonian Empire. And, uh, and they said he did, uh, he, he did not, never did exist. Figment of people's imagination. Never, no record, nothing. But in recent excavations, lo and behold, the name on a small little tablet and his history, Nebuzaradan, who he was, all about him, and his service to Nebuchadnezzar, once again proving the Bible accurate. Isn't that unbelievable? Jeremiah 20 and verse number 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of them, him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Let me close with, with this. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse number 29. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces? Word like a fire. Word like a hammer. Word is alive. Word is living. Word is the wonderful word of God. That if right now, if you opened up this word of God, it would reveal something in your situation, something in your life that could speak to you, not just a dusty historical book, but the living Word of God. That's what makes it different because it's alive. It's living. The Word of God lives. Shall we stand together? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God.
I don't know what you got out of this lesson, but to me, it is the most incredible thing that I, I, I can think of. When you begin to talk about the Word of God, when you begin to mention the glorious Word of God, the Word of God releases the power and the presence that can flood our souls and our hearts. Why don't we just 